Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Seven words that'll scare any politician. Roy Green is holding on line one. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues. Tell me know a little more about uh, what the Ontario Premier Kathleen Wynne is going to be facing with the Progressive Conservative Party leader Patrick Brown unveiling his People's Guarantee. Who thought that up? People's Guarantee, a People's Guarantee for the election next June the 7th. What I would suggest, Mr. Brown, is one of the first things you do is you do away with the word progressive as far as the party's concerned. It has a political implication that doesn't work with conservative any longer. Cannot be progressive conservative, although Mr. Brown is going to, if he's elected, keep the um, carbon tax. I'll have to talk to him again. We'll do that in the not-too-distant future, I'm sure. Uh, coming up is Catherine, Linda, and Michelle with their Beauties and the Beast. For this Saturday, but we're going to start with this story. Germany may be holding another federal election just in a, in a matter of months. Germans may be going to the polls again in the spring, and uh, are one million plus refugee claimants from the Middle East and North Africa. The main reason for this: a federal coalition of political parties is proving impossible because the Green Party insists the families of refugee claimants should be permitted to enter Germany and reunify with their refugee claimant family member. Back with me on the uh, Chorus Radio Network, as she has been in the past, is Professor Cheryl Bernard. She was the program director of the Initiative for the Middle Eastern Youth and the Alternative Strategies Initiative with the Rand Corporation's National Security Division. She's worked with refugees for decades and... Um, recently wrote about the sexual assaults and harassment of German women by refugee claimants, which police refused to deal with because of political correctness. Um, Professor Bernard, good to have you back on the program. Hi, good to be back. Does does the, the fundamentals of what you discussed with us last time, we'll talk about it a little bit more in a moment, but does what you told us was happening during your last visit, what was happening in Germany, does that reverberate so deeply in the, with the German population that it has a lot to do with the fact that they may be facing another federal election? Well, absolutely. That was the key issue, according to the polls that were taken. And it's reflected quite dramatically in the, in the election numbers. Uh, before our conversation, I took another look at them. And um, in the course of our talk, I, I'll be referring to that because I think it's very illuminating. Well, share some of that information with us, please. So... Um, so the, the AFD, which is the alternative for Germany, that is the party that is explicitly concerned about some of these issues, they beat out the Greens, the FDP, which is sort of the pro-business party, and the left in this election. That was the banner event already. They got 12.6% of the vote nationwide, but they got over 25% in the former eastern German uh, areas of Germany, and that is in part because that's where the economic problems are the most stressful. But also that's because where most of the refugees have been settled is in those states. Now, a, a few additional, I think, very interesting facts. 
There were one and a half million people who voted for the first time in this election, and they voted for that party, the AFD. There were one million voters from Angela Merkel's party who moved to the AFD in this election, and another million from the left and the Social Democrats combined that moved to that party. And in polling, they said that this was their premier issue. So we, we have a situation where you explained to us last time in our conversation, and you've worked with refugees for many years. Well, just yeah. remind us what your background with working refu- with refugees is. So I've been, yeah, I've been working for either for NGOs, nonprofit organizations, or for the uh, European governments that wanted to evaluate their programs in refugee camps internationally, or then later through the Rand Corporation on the issue of refugees, immigrants, and extremism, political extremism, for most of my professional life. And one of the big changes that I've noticed that I think is kind of passing almost unmentioned is that there has been this weird shift in our definition of what to do about refugees, where commonly in the past, the normal thing to do was to figure out, well, how do you keep refugees safe near their home until the conflict is over, and then help them settle back into their homes, which is what people want to do anyway. And, and there's been this shift to where suddenly refugees and immigrants are this mixed category, and we're thinking that, well, no, refugees all have to go far away and be settled in a different country and a different culture. That's, that's odd, and it's clearly not working. So when we spoke last time, you pointed out that there has been a significant amount of crime and intimidation of citizens of European countries by refugee claimants and migrants, and that the governments and the police of those countries are sweeping the trans- transgressions, including, as you wrote, vicious, no-preamble sexual attacks on random girls and women often committed by gangs or packs of young men, end quote, under the proverbial rug. So European governments are sacrificing their own vulnerable girls and women to marauders. First of all, why are they doing that? And then secondly, is it inevitable that if this is the reason, the key reason the Germans may be going to the polls again, the same may happen with other European nations? So the premise of why they're sweeping this under the carpet is their, their thinking was that if this became known and if people were faced with the numbers and the, some of the details of just how violent some of these assaults were and how, you know, how uncontrolled some of this behavior was, that there would be this huge backlash and there would be social unrest. And so in the interest of sort of social peace, you had to keep this a secret and try to see if you could somehow handle it discreetly. That, that this is not working is, to me, the biggest message of this last election. The ZDF, the which is the largest, one of the largest mainstream television stations in Germany, they, they did a poll where they asked people uh, what was the reason why they left Merkel's party in this election. And interestingly, they didn't say, well, it's because we wanted to get rid of the refugees or we wanted to take a harder line. That's not what they said. What they said was, on refugee policy, the CDU, that's her party, disregards people's concerns. I think that's a very mature position to take. They're saying, we want you to face up to the problem. We want you to talk about what the problems are. And we want you to figure out solutions based on facts. That's what they're saying. So they're saying, we don't want it swept under the carpet because we know it's there. We know the problem is there. Maybe we don't know the numbers because you can keep those statistics, those crime statistics to yourself partly. But we understand there's a huge problem and we need you to confront it and come up with solutions for it. And until they do that, they're going to have exactly this. They're going to have a backlash. 
They're going to have right-wing parties where I'm not entirely happy with the designation right-wing either, especially in the German context, because I think that's unfair. But they're going to have that sort of movement happening because people want to see a party actually deal with the issue. So why then would the uh, the German people have uh, voted to allow Merkel to form another government and carry on as Chancellor of Germany a few months ago, and now it appears that they're saying to their political parties, no, don't carry on with this. We want to go back to the polls over what we've been talking about. Well, of course, there's still a lot of respect for Merkel. I personally hold her in high regard, too. It's pretty amazing, you know, the, the, the political stature that she has, and usually her sort of demeanor and her her, her way of dealing with problems and navigating the ups and downs. That's impressive. So people still, I think, have a certain amount of confidence in her, but they're getting very angry and impatient on this issue where they feel that this is so important and so critical and potentially so explosive for their society. And she's just sort of speaking to the party line. You told us last time we uh, we talked, and it was not that long ago, that in uh, in some cases, w- women who are walking their, their, their babies, walking their children, uh, in parks are sexually uh, attacked and they're protected by other citizens of the community while police do nothing and the politicians don't react at all. That's exactly right. I was, you know, when I, when I first noticed this, uh, this, elevated, uh, this elevated signal in the statistics that, this was, that these kinds of assaults were happening on the part of, of refugees and particularly of refugees from in, in Austria, particularly refugees from Afghanistan and in Germany. In some other countries, there are a lot of North Africans involved. But I looked at, you know, well, what are the circumstances of this? Because the liberals tell you, well, they come here, they have this mental breakdown, they see these women, you know, running around in the pools in bikinis or in really short shorts in the summer, and they just assume that these are, you know, women of light morals who are going to welcome their flirtatious interests in them or whatever. But if you look at, which would be, I mean, that would be outrageous enough, frankly. So I don't, you know, that obviously is an unacceptable chain of thinking too, but that is logic that I have heard from some liberals. But then you look at the details, and even that isn't true, because even it's like older women, old women in part who are out walking their dogs, uh, women in broad daylight walking with their women friends, pushing their baby carriages in a street in a town. It just has a, a strongly uh, feral quality to it that, that makes you very concerned. And then when you look at the demographic composition of some of the refugees, you know, the pictures that you see when the NGOs are trying to do a feel-good kind of fundraiser thing, you see these families coming together. But that's not really the numbers. The numbers are that there are a large overhang of unaccompanied young males from non-urban areas with very low education levels and uh, coming from a setting that's frankly not very, very civilized as of yet. And they just can't handle this, and they're angry, and they feel they can't fit in, and they form together in feral packs, essentially, and, and conduct these sorts of attacks. All right, Dr. Bernard, please hold on. We want to continue talking to you about uh, what you've discovered and what you've written about. By the way, uh, Dr. Bernard's book, Civil Democratic Islam, was found in Osama bin Laden's compound when U.S. Navy SEALs raided it in Pakistan and killed bin Laden. The book is Civil Democratic Islam, again, found in Osama bin Laden's compound when he was killed by U.S. Navy SEALs. Come back and talk some more about what's happening as far as refugees in Europe is concerned, what the fallout may turn out to be with European governments or for European governments, and whether or not this may have some bearing 
and how much in the rest of the world, including North America. Don't go away. For more Roy Green, visit RoyGreen.com for podcasts, blogs, highlights, and even a nice picture of Roy. Back to the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We're back with uh, Professor Cheryl Bernard. She was the program director of the Initiative for Middle Eastern Youth and the Alternative Strategies Initiative with the RAND Corporation's National Security Division. And she's worked with refugees for decades. And uh, she's the author of Civil Democratic Islam, which, as I said before, was found in Osama bin Laden's compound when U.S. Navy SEALs raided it in Pakistan and killed bin Laden. How surprised were you that your book was in bin Laden's compound, Professor Bernard? Well, let's push the... I'm going to take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to get um, some information on whether he had written in the margins, but they wouldn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the European uh, situation, the, the young um, migrants, the young refugee claimants in Germany and elsewhere... How do they view the existing society in in Europe? Do, do they review it as ripe for the taking? Are they being, as has been suggested, uh, placed into into Western Europe by terror groups like ISIS in order to create create chaos, or is that just um, urban legend and unfortunate at that? Well, that's a really good question and one that I've thought about a lot because um, I myself am in my early 60s. So a lot of the people that I know that are from those countries that came here as immigrants or in some cases as refugees were from a much earlier wave. And they describe coming here and being very struck by how much more advanced the society was here, how they liked the way that men and women interacted with each other in a more egalitarian way, how they spent time maybe being hosted by families and really liked the family interactions that were so much more mutually respectful of all the family members and so on, and, and how they tried to you know, incorporate that into their own life and behavior and tried to fit in and tried to be useful members of the society here. And Many of them were. I, I know many of them. They, you know, they studied, they became doctors or lawyers or started a business or whatever, and they fit in very well. You, can't even, you couldn't pick them out of a neighborhood or a crowd. They have their own perhaps religious observance, but you know, that's, everybody does that, and they see that as part of their private life. So that is so different from this current cohort that they also are worried about that. You know, they, they often discuss this. And they say they just don't understand, you know, the difference, what has happened with this new cohort that's arriving now, which has an extremely different view. They see the differences in our culture, and they look down on it. They think, well, this is the unbelievers. They're living immoral and corrupt lives. Their systems, essentially, they see us as stupid. They say, oh, they're, they're so naive and they're so stupid. They have all these rules that you can just easily figure out what they are, and then you can play. I mean, one thing that upset me, uh, in addition to the, the, the sexual crimes and the harassment and all of that, was the enormous amount of fraud, welfare fraud, that's going on. How they figure out how they can play the system. Um, you know, incidents of people who have lived in one EU country for perhaps, you know, 10 years, and then they, they show up at, in another country pretending to be recent refugees, changing their names, 
changing the ages of their children, claiming that they've lost all their documents, and essentially getting a, a free ride on, on the welfare system of those countries. This is the other thing that's causing a lot of uh, political discontent on the part of German citizens and other European citizens, too, because they see that the welfare cuts for their own citizens or for their old people who have worked all their lives in that country, those, those benefits are being cut or jeopardized. And in the meantime, these, these people are coming and, like, skimming illegitimately off the top of the system. I know a lot of – I've talked in the course of this project because it was about crime – I spoke with a lot of district attorneys and lawyers and prosecutors, and they're very frustrated, too, because the law ties their hands in ways that the law did not intend, but that these new refugees have figured out a way to play, where, you know, for example, if someone uh, is, let's say someone commits a very serious crime in Austria, and then they are found to be not eligible as refugees or immigrants, and they ought to be repatriated, if their country has the death penalty, you can't send them back. Or if their country has a legal system that's much more strict than that of Austria, the law won't let you send them back. So, you know, you essentially are keeping somebody else's criminal who's attacked your citizens on the dole for potentially the rest of their lives. We have about 45 seconds left. How do you see this turning out? How do you expect uh, another German federal election to, uh, to affect the dynamic of the German parliament and affect the way Germany is governed? And is there going to be fallout in other European nations? Sorry, only 45 seconds for a long answer. If, it depends on the mainstream parties. If they're finally ready to confront this and stop catering to quasi-liberal leftist ideas and just face the facts, because it's not a political or an ideological issue, it's a fact issue, then this thing can stabilize. Otherwise, one can expect a much more significant move to the right. Yeah, and we have to remember the German vice-chancellor said not long ago that Germans who oppose refugee claimants should be in prison. That's not going to go over particularly well either. <laughs> no, that's going to be about to build some big prisons. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Bernard. Good to speak with you again. Likewise. All the best. Bye-bye. All the best to you. Bye-bye. When we come back, it's the beauties Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, and Michelle Simpson. And uh, me, the other part of the equation, the beast. There's a lot for us to discuss with Catherine Linda and Michelle, and some of it will relate to what we've talked about already today, so don't go away. It's uh, the Chorus Radio Network and the Roy Green Show.